Welcome to another Bottomless Brunch, the podcast. Tis the season for twinkling lights, and I don't mean the ones you string up on your house. Although you did a great job, those dangling icicle ones were a nice touch. But this year, the lights are back on Broadway. It's making me feel all warm and fuzzy. We're here to celebrate the holidays and the return of Broadway. Brought to you by our good friends at Bailey's Original Irish Cream. If you're a fan of this show, you know how close Broadway is to my heart. The most passionate and talented performers become one big chosen family and give it their all every night for enthralled audiences. Everyone comes together in one place and it's really magical, like the holidays. I'm lucky to be a peer and proud to be a fan of so many of Broadway's best. So I got three truly incredible performers together to share a brunch and talk about the holidays, the theater, and more. You can't just throw around the word icon, but when it comes to this Tony Award winner, who originated roles in shows like West Side Story and Chicago, you better believe icon is right. I'm talking about the legendary, the iconic, Cheetah Rivera. Star of stage and screen from The Color Purple on Broadway to Orange is the New Black on Netflix to a Grammy Award. The goddess, Danielle Brooks, joins us. And a truly gifted triple threat. Actor, singer, dancer from shows like The Temptation Story, Ain't Too Proud, and oh, I don't know, Hamilton. Tony Award nominee Ephraim Sykes is here for today's brunch. So let's get into it. Okay, let's meet our brunch guests. She's a star of stage and screen who appeared in The Color Purple on Broadway. And you know her from her beloved role in Netflix, Orange is the New Black. Please welcome the Tony Award nominated and Grammy Award winning goddess, my friend, Danielle Brooks. Hello, Danielle. Hello. I'm about to have brunch with Coleman and friends. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Beautiful, beautiful. Now, this brother right here, he's a gifted actor, singer, dancer, who took Broadway by storm as David Ruffin. You know, the brother with the glasses who sang all these, you know, dulcet tones, all right? He was an ain't too proud. The dashing triple threat, the Tony Award nominated star, my friend, my brother, Ephraim Sykes. What up, y'all? Welcome, brother. Yo, I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. This is going to be great. This is going to be great. <laughs> Look at God. Look at him. Watch him move. <laughs> great. Okay. This All amazing right. woman needs no introduction, but let me tell you something. I'm going to try to give her one in the best way that I can. She is a Broadway icon, one of the greatest triple threat talents in all of theater one of the most nominated performers in Tony Award history, and twice a Tony Award winner with legs to die for. The gorgeous, the stunning, the wildly talented, the ferocious, the joyous, the loving, the kind, the spirited, the extraordinary, incomparable. I need you to stand up, everybody out there. Cheetah (laughs) Rivera. God, who? Who are you talking about? Where? 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 Where's that person? I, I, it is so, oh my gosh, it is so simply beautiful mm. to be here talking to you. Oh. Uh, my daughter and I watch you all the time, and we are so excited as if 
It is our lives that we're looking at. And we're so <laughs> thrilled and happy for you to, be, to come to this stage of, mm. of, of artistry and have your, having your own show and just taking over everywhere you go. <laughs> you just take it over. Well, thank and then, you. of course, to be, to, to be on the same show with that beautiful Ephraim and Danielle. It's just it's wonderful. Thank you for including me. You're very welcome. Let me tell you something. You, you laid the, the groundwork for all of us, and we are so indebted. And I know um, my friends echo the same thing. We're so glad you're here. We thank you so much. Thank I want to ask you some questions, you guys. Can you actually put it into words what the return of Broadway means to you? Cheetah. Well, it means communication. It means spirit. It means joy. It means sharing. Um, our lives, our stories. It means people can come into a theater and disappear for a minute, just have their, their lives, um, well, you know, to, to know that you can share your life with other, other people. It, mm. it, as far as it's, it's I'm concerned, yeah, it's community, it's family. Um, it, 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 for me, I, it, it's the only thing I've ever known, the theater. Mm. Uh, you know, um, from ballet to when I was seven years old in Washington, D.C., and, and, and now, <clears throat> years later, I, I'm still, you know, I, I don't know what to do when I'm looking around the house because I've never been, I, I, I've never seen my house this, this, this long. You You're know always what I mean? Performing I, somewhere, right? I, I'm yeah. ready to give the house up and move on to <laughs> because everything needs doing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, and and so um, and 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 all in ways we've tried to make this a positive thing. And I guess it is. I'm a very positive person, but it's difficult. And I understand uh, how difficult it is for everybody. So we're all in the same boat. But mm -hmm. coming back to the theater, um, it's the one place that I love and adore and can relate to. And, um, and it's family. As you said before, it's family. Next. <laughs> Danielle, what about you? I think Miss Cheetah put it perfectly. It's all of the things that she said, but you know, uh, theater is like the heartbeat of the city and it mm -hmm. goes beyond the city. You know, I think about all of the regional theater and I think about all the high school theater and all of the kids that right. are in community theaters all that, you know, it is so much a part of what keeps the world happy, you know, and mm. creative and imaginative and hopeful. Uh, so for me, it's, it's about bringing the community back together, but allowing everyone's like inner child to kind of spring back up and kind of like get out of this adult world of, of all of the responsibility that we have, but like take a minute and just like breathe and enjoy, you know, play. Yeah. Magic. You? It's yeah, magic. magic. Yeah. Pure magic. Yeah. Ephraim, what about you? Echoing uh, absolutely what they're saying. Um, you know, that's been my family. That's been my home for the past 
you know, since I could remember. Uh, and also just uh, what we realized, I think we had to kind of relearn uh, how much it means to us after it's been gone, right? To be able to just simply sit in a space and watch somebody do what they're gifted to do in real time. Watch somebody give, you know, their godly gifts to an audience in that exchange. Like I, I went to a small show, uh, just something uh, a few days ago, and just to see somebody giving their all again in front of me um, and telling a story and communicating from spirit like that, it brought me to tears, you know what I mean? Just almost instantaneously because like, we haven't gotten to be in a space where we get to share those kind of uh, that kind of energy and those kind of emotions and those kind of stories with each other. Mm-hmm. And especially for our family, our community to watch each other. Uh, Cause that's where I go to get my inspiration from. That's, you know, seeing you guys, all of you uh, on stages at one point in my life, you know, has been the thing that like encouraged me to say what I needed to say and use my gifts. And it's just been such a healing place. Um, and we've all learned how to, we've had to kind of learn how to do without it. And we've been knowing how to do it on uh, TV and film, which has also been a great, uh, place as well, but there's been nothing like seeing it live and in person and on these stages, and especially our Broadway home. Um, and like uh, Danielle said, across the country, regional theaters and everything else that, uh, yeah, th- I think though uh, this country and especially this city has kind of been starved for what we receive uh, spiritually uh, from the stage. And I'm just, I'm excited to get mm. back to it. I'm excited to see how this time has changed us and now how that's gonna be uh, given uh, to these audience members and to each other. And uh, it's gonna be continue to be a place that pushes the, the ball forward in terms of what we need to say to each other, how we love each other, you know? Mm. I think we're all gonna love a little and, and perform a little um, even deeper. Uh, I think so. I think the moment I know that, I feel like the moment I wanna get back on stage, I know I'm gonna make sure that, not that I didn't do it before, but you really want to make sure every moment lasts. Yeah. You know what I mean? The way you want to, you want to deepen it. You want to really make sure you connect with that person from the and first row to the twentieth. You want to make sure it's a 20th. true moment. You want yes. to make sure it's a true moment. Yeah. You don't want to waste any time. Right. This is what this this and this is what theater is, right? Is yeah. Absolutely. You come into a small area. You sit next to a total stranger. You hopefully know what you're coming to see. And you get all these experiences from those people on stage that are living through those characters. It's a magical, magical place. And it brings everybody together. And it makes everybody feel as though they're not alone. You can practically taste the holidays in our cocktail this episode. We made a Bailey's hot chocolate with a special holiday peppermint twist. A simple classic for when you make your way home from a Broadway show in that crisp winter air. And my philosophy is that just about anything is better with whipped cream, so we did that too. You can find the recipe for the Bailey's hot chocolate over at mc.com brunch. And of course, be sure to drink responsibly. Now, back to my brunch with Cheetah Rivera, Danielle Brooks and Ephraim Sykes. Everybody got their okay. cocktail? Yeah. So good. Holiday it. cheers, everyone. Broadway is back. Cheers, y'all. And drink responsibly. Cheers. 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 Have a sip. Mm-hmm. Lots of love. Cheers. Mm. Let's see what everyone made for brunch. All right, we're going to start with Oh, you uh, kidding? Mine, che- mine is very simple. Oh, it's very, oh what I'm Cheetah? constantly thinking of my thighs, <laughs> my, my stomach. 
my everything. So mine is very simple for a Puerto Rican girl. It <laughs> what did you make, Gina? Rice and beans. Oh, are you kidding? What did you make? English muffin with oh. peanut butter and jelly. And I cut it in half. <laughs> Ah, you're being so sweet. <laughs> Especially with Listen, if, if, if I can look like you. With a banana bread. Huh? You're, you're always so lean and elegant and gorgeous. That's, I how, think... I, that's how I stay. Because if <laughs> I eat my rice and beans and my platanos and all okay. that stuff all the time, I be, this house cooks. But mm. today I have fruit. What you got, Ephraim? What you make? I just got a simple little... Acai bowl. I'm very much like Cheetah. I'm taking her notes early. It looks worse than it actually. It tastes great. It looks like poop. Um, it's not oh, no, poop. It looks good. It's got little mangoes in there, Acai strawberries and kiwis. Yeah, look a little they like look crazy. Poop. Yeah, right. It's gonna be really good. Though. I had one this morning. Right. They look crazy, but but this is how you maintain those Broadway bodies. Seriously, you guys, especially because people that's know. Right. We had, I haven't been doing eight shows a week for over a year. It's starting to get a little loose. That's I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like what I'm doing. Yeah, they got to tighten it up. <laughs> now, what about you, Danielle? Danielle, because you said you threw down, so I, I'm expecting I a full throw, throw down. down. Yes, I do. And I and I when I was uh, executive producing Ephraim in uh, Ain't Too Proud, I had made a big old thing of banana pudding, which unfortunately didn't make it to him because nope. it was for him. Somebody ate it before it got to him. <laughs> But you know who today, did the, the, the guy at the door, the, one of the doormen? That's, that's you know, really they, what happened. They, they were like, it. yeah, we'll get it up to his dressing room, yeah. But today <laughs> my brunch is super special. Um, I need a bowl. It's one of my favorite on-the-go meals. And I came all the way from a manufacturing company in Texas. That is popcorn. What? <laughs> get into it! Wait, what? Wait, I am a mother on the go. Throwing down. I am a mother on the go. And you got to do what you got to do, okay? Are those chips? Have I missed the whole thing? Yep. Mm-hmm. You, you missed the whole thing because the, the throwdown was actually. And ears open, Miss Cheetah, remember? <laughs> it's her food on the go. There we go. Well, listen, you guys. I'm going to share a meal with you. What I came up with a brunch is something that you find at one of those diners near Broadway. Mm-hmm. So I decided to make myself uh, some scrambled eggs and mm. bacon and home fries. But also I hooked up some Bailey's French toast. Oh. Uh-oh. Yes, topped it off with a little whipped cream and some raspberries and some blueberries right there. Ooh. Chocolate sauce. Uh-oh. I went a little crazy. Nice. A little golden syrup. You know, but you know, I really want to have the feeling of like a Broadway diner, you know, something on 8th Avenue and 9th and, you know, just you order quick and you got to get back to your show. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Actually, my favorite meal is breakfast. That yeah. is my favorite meal. Eggs, bacon, sausage, um, we go. potatoes. Come on. Rice. You can give me rice any time of day. You can wake me up at three o'clock in the morning and just put some rice in my mouth. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I like I like my rice and my beans. Mm. But breakfast breakfast to me is like it. It, it mentally and That's your physically, favorite meal. it's great. Yeah, yeah. It's my. You favorite know what, meal. All right, Cheetah? While we're eating and chatting, now I want to ask yeah. you a question. Take me back to the beginning, at the ballet bar. Whoa, the, that's way, wh- way, <laughs> way back. I want to go back to where the infamous legs began. Share with me the moment that you realized you were born to perform. Well, I can take you back even further mm-hmm. because um, I was about 
eight years old when I was a tomboy. I, you know, I used to challenge all the boys in the neighborhood. I skated better. I, I rode my bicycle faster. Mm. I walked the back fences better than they did. I climbed trees better. And, uh, and I also broke things. And I was in the house, and I used to jump from the sofa to the chair to the across the coffee table to another mm. chair. And I missed one time, and I went into the coffee table, mm. and I broke it. And my mother said, that's it, get her out. So my mother, I am grateful for, because she put me in Doris Jones's ballet mm. school. And that was the beginning of channeling my mm. energy. And this is what I tell all the kids, because it's important to channel that stuff. Because you don't know at that age, or even now, what you're capable of doing. You can do far more than you think you can. And um, I, that was when um, Lewis Johnson and I, who's passed on now, um, and Lewis was the first African-American um, male dancer, uh, before Arthur Mitchell, actually. Uh, to uh, join the New York City Ballet. And we both got scholarships from Miss Jones's school. So I, I realized I was born to do this. I think I performed even when I was a little girl, mm. when I was lying to my neighbor, telling her she was gorgeous <laughs> when she wasn't, because she gave me a <laughs> And I knew that that nickel meant something. And I, I thought I was cute. And so I, I was performing even when I was like seven, eight, nine years old. And uh, my first show was Call Me Madam. Call Me Madam. None of you have even heard of it. Have you heard of no, Ethel Merman? Yes. Have you heard of Elaine yeah. Stritch? Well, it was that far back, and um, when I got into that show, and Jerome Robbins was the choreographer, mm. when I got into that show, um, I knew that I was born to co go beyond my body, to beyond, go beyond my imagination, and to learn. And um, that was when I first learned that I was born to perform. Wow. I, my brothers used to call it show off. But <laughs> well, we, we, we now call it performing. So you can call it show off. <laughs> or performing, or, in the uh, yeah. professional sense. Yeah, I, I, think I've, I think I've earned the uh, performance. Yes, you have. Now. Yes, you have, in every single way. Danielle, I know you grew up in Greenville, South Carolina. Um, but before that, I want to tell people I met you, I, had, I met you a few times before you started to take off and fly. And we had this beautiful conversation, and you were wondering, where your career was gonna go. I'll never forget that. And I think it was pretty soon after things started to change for you. I just knew that you had such a, a sweet, kind, generous soul. And I knew that you would design the career that you wanted. Um, and a lot of times I think the, the, it may not be laid out there exactly in terms of like, who are the people you're looking up to, but I think you're becoming one of those people who people are looking up to you. Now I wanna know, who are your sheroes? Who are, uh, who are some of the women who have shaped the woman that you are today? First, I'm very glad that you said that because you really did, like, that conversation that we had, I'll never forget, it was at Signature Theater and it was right before Orange came out and I was just about to graduate Juilliard and it was so, it was like 2011. And I came to you and I was like, Coleman, you know, I admire you and you just finished Passing Strange. 
And I feel like this thing is never going to pop off. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to navigate this thing. And you were so encouraging. You just gave me the best advice. And you just reminded me that there was a place for me in this industry. And so thank you for that. And, and that's You're the welcome. reason why when, when I, I was asked you. to do this, I was like, without a doubt, I'm going to be here. Um, mm -hmm. Because I have such a love and respect for you as an artist and as a human being. But my shiro, thank you. My shiros, I would say, uh, in this industry, in, in theater and in TV and film, have become people like Lilius White. I think she mm. is like the oh, bomb yes. oh, yeah. and yeah. and uh, Nell Carter was someone I really admire. Oh. Um, yeah, very LT, good. Uh, Richardson, Latanya Richardson yeah. is someone mm -hmm. that I have a lot of respect for. Uh, Viola Davis, without a doubt. Juilliard, she's South Carolina. I'm oh, South Carolina, wow. you know. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> those are a few of the women that I really admire in, in, in specifically theater. Mm, beautiful. Thank Great. you. Thank you. Great. Ephraim, you're from St. Petersburg, Florida, yes, a preacher's kid. Yes, right? sir. Yes, sir. Many performers began singing in church. Yeah. What were some of your staple songs? and memories growing up as a preacher's kid. Oh my gosh, that's a, that's a good one, actually. I have to say the first song that comes to mind, because uh, I, I got my singing chops more so from my mother. She was the singer. Um, she was, really? Yeah, she, my, my mother was my first choir director. Like, as soon as I could talk, I was in the choir. She had me, you know what I mean? Like, I did the whole voice change. I went from the soprano wow. section to the tenor section. Day one, you know, always <laughs> been in the choir. Um, <laughs> me too. And yeah, so she, she had this big old, Mahalia Jackson style voice, like she she throws it down, and she used to always sing this song called <laughs> "One More Sunny Day." Um, so I think that would probably be my gospel go to in church. I just always recalled her singing that, and like you know, the whole church is always moved every time she opened her mouth. That and there was another song that was my first solo in church. It's called "Somebody Prayed for Me." I don't know if you know this little song. That was my first one. I might have been seven or eight years old. Um, I got to sing that solo. Um, and it's just so funny to think about like that. Honestly, not just that song, but that literally what it's about has carried me through my entire life, my entire career. It's literally, I feel like I've been riding the backs mm. of prayers from my parents and my grandparents and from my community back in St. Pete. They've been praying so hard for me since I left there. So mm. um, I live by that one for real. Uh, yeah, and I grew up, you know, in that church. Uh, they taught me how to, you know, and especially St. Petersburg, you know, is a very artistic town for some reason. Like I had a, a, a arts magnet chain. So elementary, middle and high school that all gave the arts to the kids at the school. So it, I was just immersed in, uh, in arts uh, since I could walk and talk, and especially in church. And, you know, in church, they teach you how to sing. You always have to sing with a purpose, right? You, have to, you always have to sing, you know, to a higher uh, calling, to the universe, to the love, to the people. And it's always been about that. Uh, for me, that's the first thing I ever, you know, and if you're going to dance, you're going to sing. You have to make it about God. You have to make it about the people. Um, so, yeah, that's where I really learned everything at and just was lucky enough to... Beautiful. You know, go to schools. Actually, gave me some training, gave me some ballet shoes. You know what I mean, and encouraged me to, you know, that uh, I was good enough to pursue it for real. Which I, I would have never thought I'd get this far. So it's it's, it's been crazy. Oh man, you, you're one of the most talented performers I know. And people don't know we did a, did one of my first. I th we did a show together. We did when I covered uh, when I took over the Wiz. Yes, I will never we, forget we that. We first did that. Oh, I'll never forget it was that. One of, that was such I a, kid you not, you changed my uh, viewpoint or my perspective of, because I was, I was a dancer first. Um, you mean, back then I was a dancer in an ensemble. I'd never ventured into acting at all. And you, you took over that role. Uh, and it's a role because I grew up with that movie. 
Um, and I've seen that role done so many different ways and specific ways, but you did it in a way that I would have never been able to imagine. And you kind of really opened my mind mm-hmm. and my eyes to like, oh, the, the things that you can create when you just really rip the box to shreds and fully mm-hmm. commit to something that is so you. And so, I mean, it was so, your performance of that role as the Wiz was just so revolutionary mm-hmm. to me in oh, my mind, man, man I, I will never forget it. Thank you, thank you. I feel like I'm wearing something kind of reminiscent it of the is. Wiz today. I wanted <laughs> to meet the wizard today. <laughs> the color is green. <laughs> oh my God. Well, can I, um, can, I, can I just tell Ephraim that when you were a dancer first, or you were a singer really first, but the dancing is not just a physical thing. It is uh, an extension of your mind and your heart. It is yeah. dialogue. It is it is it is uh, dialogue yeah. without words. So you knew how mm-hmm. to act. You because you knew Absolutely. how to sing. And when you and you also were smart enough, Ephraim, to stand in the wings and watch those people that you really think are. Um, can do something for you. You may not know that you're doing that, but you're doing it for that reason. And so your taste has always been Mm. good. So you're just exploring yourself right now. And it's wonderful that you're able to meet your heroes and you're able to tell them. But you're gonna be a hero, you're somebody's hero Mm -hmm. now. You are somebody's hero now. So I don't want you to think for one second that just being a, a, a dancer was without its wonderful um, definition. Dancing Absolutely. is acting. Dancing is acting without Absolutely. dialogue. So Thank you. Thank you, it. Judah. And don't you think sometimes it takes some rewiring sometimes of directors, producers, et cetera, to see you differently? Yeah. And I feel like we, I feel, I feel like Absolutely. everyone on this on this call Definitely. has done that yeah. because people have set up. Oh, Absolutely. this is what this role looks like, or what you are, and you're in this box. And I'm surrounded by triple threats on this call right, right now. That's you know, right. People who like say, That's "No, right. this is who I am." You redefine. You you create That's the person right. that you exactly. are. Exactly. And we're still we search, we search. We I believe, and I'm constantly saying this that we're born with an empty canvas a white canvas, and then our lives are splattering of colors and shapes and those people that you meet. And I hope that by the end of our lives, we have a picture of what our life was. And I hope it's a lot of circles, a lot of connections, a lot of bright, bright colors. Mm. And there are some dark colors in there too, because they're beautiful. But this painting is vital for me. Mm. Anyhow. Thank you. And so uh, you guys are a big part of my painting mm. this day. Oh, man. So thank, thank you. Thank you, Cheetah. My goodness. Um, well, I think that's it. No, that, <laughs> no, no, I got a few more questions. Danielle, you were in The Color Purple. You started in The Color Purple with Jennifer Hudson and Cynthia Revo. I remember that 45th Street block had all black shows that season. <laughs> yeah. What was but- it like? to experience to be surrounded by so much black excellence that year. Oh man, I it's so crazy cuz I feel like it is a reminder to like wait on God, wait on the universe to put you where you're supposed to be because I can't tell you how 
long I have been longing to be on Broadway and how many no's I heard along the way and I did not understand why. And so when I finally got that opportunity to step into the color purple for the first time, to enter this great white way, and then mm-hmm. I'm on black fish row, catfish row. <laughs> <laughs> like, this, is, this is why you wait on God, because this is how I wanted it to be and didn't even know it. So we had Shuffle Along, Lion King, Eclipsed, Color Purple, and Hamilton was right across the street. It was like lit. Uh, and it just was so cool to just know that when you, I, I still have video on my phone of the lines of people wanting to see us mm. because we yeah, are I worth being that. seen too. And we also Hello. can bring people to New York and to fill these theater homes. Yep. And that's what I just was so excited to be a part of. Beautiful. Danielle, I remember that um, you may not remember, but November 28th of, of that performance year, um, at the, there was a line when I think Cynthia said, I don't think us feel old at all. And mm-hmm. there was a shout that said, not at all. That was me. <laughs> I, 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 lost, I thought I was in my own show and I lost my mind. But I think, again, that's the power. I just felt like, you, I felt like I, this whole experience, I'm like, I get it. I understand. And all of you guys killed it that night. But also, again, I've been so, um, I'm in love with your talent, Danielle. Yours, Ephraim. Ephraim, you created the role of um, David Ruffin in, the, in Ain't Too Proud. Was, was that scary for you to step into those footsteps? I mean, sing those notes? To, I, the level of fear and fright that I had to figure out what to do with on a nightly basis, <laughs> I mean, could literally fill up all the theaters in New York. I was, mm-hmm. and it, taught, it was a great lesson, honestly, of how to, you know, somebody said it to me, say, do it scared. I was like, all right, well, we just gotta figure it out. I just gotta do it again. What I'm, you know, I'm not gonna back down. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, so it went from the fear of, and I think I, I started to use the fear as like a, a torch, like an inner kind of furnace to push me forward, to give me energy when I didn't have it. Cause you gotta, you know, you still gotta show up. And um, yeah, and then it, it's also then just like, honestly, <laughs> you know, the honor that it was to play uh, a man that as tortured and almost infamous as he was for all of his antics, people he's so he's still so loved by our community, especially in the, like you know in the black community, our families they still look up to oh David Ruffin you know he was this he was that like he meant he means so much to this whole country and what he did with his art and how much struggle and uh, you know pain and everything that he went through that you know gave us this incredible yet very tortured and uh, complicated man. Um, so yeah, to try to fill those shoes and also be encouraged by all of my friends and family and my castmates and you know our our direct our team and Danielle was a huge part of that. She came on as a producer. It was like, I'm, I'm, I can't but imagine. You know, you are the reason why. Though. Are you serious? Because Jeremy uh, Jeremy Pope, our good friend who was in the show as well, he's the one who was like Danielle. We're doing a black box rehearsal. If you want to see, went to this rehearsal. When I heard you sing that rain song and the vulnerability Mm. that you brought in a black box with no outfits, no mics, no nothing, 30 people watching, and the heart that you had, that, it was one of them things where you gotta lean in, like, it's literally you feel the Holy Spirit Mm. working through you. Like, that was on some other-ish, and I was like, 
I, I just, I gotta be a part of this. I don't know what to do, but I got to be a part of this. Cause of your moment, that, that specific moment of you performing that song, I was like, this is this is about to be some other stuff. Like this is on this is, y'all don't even know what y'all have because to see a black man be that vulnerable and get to tell this story of like mm. we have like they, y'all have struggled too. It ain't always golden and it ain't always right. It ain't always nice and neat and put together well. Like yeah. it was layered and that was you, man. Yeah. So that was the reason I was like, mm. I hit up the producers like, please let me be a part of this, please. That's crazy. Oh. I, and, I, and I love that about you, Danielle, that, that you actually, you, you're one of the performers that steps out and understands to be a producer is very important and impactful. So it's not enough a lot of times to just be an artist but to get out mm-hmm. there and say, I'm gonna make sure this happens. I'm gonna Definitely. hold this space. And so I thank you for doing that. That's it important. Yeah. Thank I, you. I have yeah. a, just a, a couple more questions for you guys. I'm gonna let you guys uh, go on with your days. But one is this that I was just thinking about. It's not even on these cards. Miss Cheetah Rivera, you are a legend. Now, the question I have for you is does a legend feel like a legend or do you feel like you're still at the beginning? Mm. Tell me about that. Uh, absolutely. You do feel um, as though um, every single day is the first day of the rest of your life. You are, you wake up and you say, what does today bring? How can I make myself, um, how can I go further? How can I, wh- what is out there for me to do? I still have a lot to mm. say, a lot to feel, and um, a legend. I'm not a mink coat. Yes. You know, I I I don't understand the legend mm. thing. Um, I look around my house and I see the wonderful things that um, have been given to me, and I have been blessed with. The picture of Obama and Michelle, the picture of the Pope, you know, the wonderful Kennedy, the wonderful things that have happened to me. I was very fortunate. What I do tell the kids is you have to be ready. When you're called, you have to be ready. Mm-hmm. So you do deserve what you have, but you do feel, why me? You know, I'm just, I'm, I'm lucky. So every single day is like a brand new day of your life. And um, I, I, I don't understand age. I just <laughs> don't get it. You know what I mean? Um, unfortunately, I get it when I pass the mirror. But <laughs> <laughs> I definitely see it when I pass the mirror. But, um, I, I, you know, my heart and, and, and my spirit is, is very much alive. Mm. And I have all these little people inside me that we all have that are different colors and different people. And so, a legend. No, I'm not, I've been around a long time. Mm. Let's say Thank that. you. Uh-huh. You know what? I think that's a beautiful place to end this, this, this wonderful, wonderful brunch. What a joy it's been to celebrate Broadway with three very special people 
who means so much to me. I thank you so much for your time, your company, and your words, your inspiration to others. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep shining that light. Keep inspiring others. And, and you. thank you. And I will do the same. Cheers. And I hope Cheers. to see you and hug you and embrace you and eat with you very soon. Thank All you right? so much. Cheers. 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 All right. Cheers. Cheers. What a warm and wonderful brunch with three current and future legends. You know who's her own legend? You're damn right. You're damn skippy. It's Stacy. Hello, Stacy. <laughs> yes, you are a legend in your own Damn mind. Am I right? Skippy. Yes. 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 Okay. You acknowledge it. Yes. Okay. okay. This was an epic brunch. I thought Broadway. Broadway. Your favorite way. My right? favorite way. Oh my <laughs> the god! Only there's, way. There's no one who's more of a Broadway fan than me than Stacy. Okay, you guys. I am a true Broadway snob, and I'm raising a Broadway snob. Yes. Listen, yes. when Stacy goes to the theater, just so you know, I can get a discount. I can get house seats. She doesn't I don't want, want mine. him. I <laughs> do not want him. I do not she want has him. to get her own seats. I have to get my own seats because I don't want to be up on that side thing. I don't want to be over there. I don't want to be in the side. I don't want to be. I don't want to be any block partial view. This thing. No, thank you. I will pay for my tickets. I appreciate you offering. And when Stacy goes, on. and when Stacy goes to a show that she loves, you will see it again and again and again. Am I right? You will support. <laughs> you will support a show. Okay. I will support a show. Until the wheels I fall think, off. I think I've seen a couple of your shows. One of them, I think, 13 times. And one of yes. them, maybe like 18 times. To the point where I could get backstage and they didn't even like need to call That's on y'all. Exactly like, I think I came. Like, do you remember one time I showed up backstage and y'all were literally just coming off the stage and you were like, what are you doing? <laughs> like they just know you and like they how do they bet you like yeah you know you be some crazy fan. they're like <laughs> right right normally you have to wait for the actors to come and get you and call yeah, for get you, call you or something exactly. i was like i need to, I, i'm coming in the back and they're like come on oh my god <laughs> okay what were your thoughts and reactions to this overall brunch first of all cheetah rivera was on cheetah rivera icon icon, yes. icon. how did you feel icon, how did you feel period. about all that did it feel good it did it bring did. up some did it bring up some joy in your heart about Broadway, especially knowing that it's been closed for a year and a half know, and some change? I you know? know that has just like broken my heart for them. Um, you know, and I just talking about resilience, like what have they been doing and how have right. they been keeping fresh and you know ready to kind of go back? And I think Cheetah Rivera said that she was like, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready, you know, which is a <laughs> Right. <laughs> quite a line, right? Stay ready to you don't have to get ready. Yes. Um, you know, what they've had to do to, you know, to at any given time, they're like, okay, Broadway's opening. And now you got to get back in the mindset of doing eight shows a week and all these different things. And so um, I'm so happy for them, for friends of ours, all of Same them who here. are able because, to I mean, get it, back. When, yeah. When things were shut down, I was actually, I remember I was so worried because I, I yes. thought, because remember when I lived in an illegal sublet, in Harlem, <laughs> and I was bartending while hustling. Right. I just imagine it just kept making me think. I'm like, no one's thinking about these artists right. that may their side hustle may be waiting tables or bartending, and the restaurants were closed. Right. And then you know the idea that they had no access to nothing to perform or anything. 
I was, you know, I, I, but luckily, you know, there's been a lot of funds and things like that that have been set up. Yeah. And hopefully they've weathered this storm together, truly. I mean, truly. I it's, truly um, believe they have. They absolutely yeah. have been an incredible support system for one another, for sure. And I'm mm. just so happy that they can get back to doing what they love doing. You know, I know that there are probably some who have, you know, decided to take another avenue and, and that's okay, too. Um, yeah. Because it can be touch and go, you know, in your industry as you or not your industry anymore, but, you know, <laughs> and on Broadway, I'm in a theater industry where, you know, and, and you do know this, you know, you open a show and you, antici- you anticipate that it's going to have some type of longevity. And six weeks later, they're like, oh, we're closing. And you're like, what? <laughs> like, exactly. what's happening? Yeah. Huh? Yeah, I, you know? exactly. I, I love bringing this this collection of artists together because I thought that they were like, you know, you have the legend and you have the the youngsters. You have Ephraim. Yeah. Who I, yeah. I knew Ephraim when he was a, a dancer in The Wiz. You came up and saw me in The Wiz, right? I don't think, I didn't see that. I didn't see you in that. Was it a moment when we weren't speaking? Is that it? Was it oh, we've never moments? had a moment that we weren't speaking. <laughs> <laughs> That's not an accurate no, statement. No, no, it's funny. No, no, it's not an accurate statement at all. But yeah, but I did The Wiz with Ashanti. And um, I don't think you never saw that. But Ephraim was- I don't was, think I even knew that. Too. Let me tell you about this show. I'm going to unpack this, this show, The Wiz. It was the the it was legends in the making there. Uh, when who was, was this? When was this, it? I don't even remember. But basically, Ashanti was Dorothy, <laughs> and who understudied her was Adrian Warren, who was now nominated for Tony for the Tina musical. Right. Daniel J. Watts, who was in who plays Ike Turner on Broadway, yes. he was a, a dancer as well. Uh, Christian Dante White. He- yes, I remember that, him. Why that was I his first you? show. That was wait, you saw him in that. I, no, but I remember. I was like, wait a minute. If you saw that. me, then you I saw know, me. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I just remembered. He Joshua was Henry. Joshua Henry was in oh. it. With one, one of his first Broadway shows. So you had all these stars in the making in this production of The Wiz. It was directed by Tommy Kale, who directed uh, Hamilton. So it was the whole Hamilton team. And what were who? What was your role in? The I played Wiz? The Wiz for. What do you think I Did played? You? Yes. Oh, I missed that. I don't know I'm how you missed it. Try to YouTube that. I'm gonna see if that's on YouTube somewhere. That you can YouTube that. <laughs> okay. So anyway. So anyway. So it was just a, such a moment that somebody was illegally recording it. <laughs> <laughs> now, what did you think about what everybody bought for brunch? Did they oh my god! Part? Wait a minute. Ephraim was like, "I know this doesn't look good. It looks like poop, but it's delicious." <laughs> I laughed out loud. <laughs> he was you, like, def- you definitely wouldn't eat that, would you? I would. I'm not even sure what was in there. He said it was in a cotton bowl or something. I'm like, what is that? I still don't know what acai bowl is. I don't even know what it is. All I know is he said it looked like poop. I don't necessarily disagree. And I was looking (laughs) at it like, what? That just. I don't understand the point of it. I don't understand the point of it. I think there's banana. There's some. I don't know what acai is, but it's a bowl. And they actually bought a bowl for me um, while I was recording one of the brunches. And I was like, I don't know what it is, but I'll try it. And I still don't know what it is. I didn't even ask questions. Was it good? Mm. Not really. I guess you try I, anything. I, I, me, I do. I would, but I don't even know what it was really. So I, I <laughs> but it looked like it had chocolate in it. Does it have it's chocolate? Not, it's not chocolate. It's <gasps> I don't know what it, it's acai. Whatever is it that poop? Is. I think it's a. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's actually something. It's like an acai fruit. I think it's a fruit. But it looked like Hershey's chocolate syrup on it. Is what it looked like. I don't know. <laughs> right. I don't know. <laughs> 
but apparently it's popular. Um. Apparently, but anyway, and also it apparently looks like poop, but that made me laugh. And then Danielle being like, oh my God, so check this out and made it sound like she was bringing some was amazing like, Italian dish from Pasadano. She's like, popcorn. Listen, you know, listen, I'm going to call bullshit on that one too. I think she realized she she forgot or something to make brunch. And she pulled out a bag. She said, this was a mother on the run. I'm like, no, you can't even try to justify that. I think that that was really terrible. I'm going to bust out for that. I don't know. I think your crew needs to be more specific about making sure they understand the assignment about the brunch piece. I don't understand why people don't understand the assignment. We say for you to make brunch. They don't understand the assignment. They don't understand the assignment. Rivera, legend, she made brunch, didn't she? She made brunch. She did make brunch. She made brunch. See, because she understands the assignment. You got these young bucks and these gay people who don't know how to make brunch, apparently, (laughs) and women, working women who don't know how to make brunch, apparently. Yeah, I'm calling them all out right now. They got folks making brunch for them. And again, I, you wow, know, okay, I ain't mad right. at that necessarily. I actually have to admit that they made brunch for me as well for this one. So yeah, we got to uh, talk about how that happened, why that happened. You well, know, that happened because we're not, we're, but we're now in our new setting and I don't have time uh-huh. for that because there's staff. Oh, you don't have time there's for that. People, oh, no, no, no. Now, oh, now I'm a bit of a diva. You have people for that? That's what you people say. now. It's, no, it's no longer just me and Raul with an iPhone anymore. It's just, it's now a fancy show with lots of people working and milling around and doing things so you know i have you to do things now. like you fancy now you're yeah fancy now i have to now. not cook because that's actually my prerogative now you're fancy now but <laughs> your brunch it was kind of brought good. up memories yeah. of our oh, brunches oh your favorite place <laughs> our On, uh, the 11th avenue diner yeah. which is now since closed i don't it's even know condo. It's, there. it's a condo is it a condo okay yeah. yeah oh so but you know and you know i was like oh he's perpetrating because that whole eggs bacon toast that's my that's my <laughs> that's thing. your meal no you <laughs> you know you know you eat some fancy whatever the thing bowl was that from had like you be that. i'm eating the scrambled <laughs> eggs with cheese and bacon and toast with grape jelly. But what is I'm also, eating that. let's also talk about this then. What is also the thing that you always say you don't want <laughs> when the waiter's there, and then five minutes later you order? What is Ice that thing? Ice Every coffee. single time. <laughs> Stacey, do you want something to drink? No, I don't, I'll just no. stick with water. And then she goes away. I swear to God, she comes back with our coffee. You're like, I'll have a nice coffee. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Every single time. Every single time. Every single time. And it drives me bananas. <sighs> okay. Well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure at the moment that I order, but I then I am like, always get it. I don't know. I don't know, but I always get it. But I was like, he's you just eating know my that, brunch. You just want to know that you possibly can do without it, but you won't. My iced coffee, but the eggs and the bacon. And tell, I was like, he don't eat that. That is way too normal and common for him. <laughs> that's what I eat at the 11th Avenue. Yeah, that's diner. exactly what that is what you eat. I, I can't wait to do one of those again. We need one of those. Um, I know. I miss those. Okay, uh, Stacey, there's one thing I want to talk about. Yes. Which is how delicious. Well, I'm sorry. We didn't get it to Once you, again, okay. my <laughs> mouth was watering. I didn't have it. I was like licking my thing, like looking, licking my Zoom thing. Like, let me taste that. Let me. It's a Bailey's that. hot chocolate. Hot Bailey's hot chocolate. How amazing did that sound and look? When I tell you, it, it's amazing. I am it's just so amazing. getting the short end of the stick here. Like, no, no, no. We're going to give it to you because it really, it's going to be like a drink. We're going to, no, we're going to make you this. Yeah, one. no, the, the one that I'm going to get is going to be just like some lemonade or something, some no, cherry no, lemonade no, no, or something. No, no, no. <laughs> With a little bit it. of vodka or something. That's what's going to be. And I'm gonna be like, definitely going to send it to you because it's everything that you love. I know you love like the peppermint crushed 
on top yeah, and, the and I love cream. like hot chocolate in the fall and the winter and a little bit of Bailey's. Oh my God, that sounded amazing. I was literally like, let me, can I just, <laughs> can I just stick my finger? <laughs> okay. I promise you, we will send that to you. I mean, the moment I get off of this uh, podcast, okay. Cause this is, I'll it's getting, waiting. somebody's going to get fired. Somebody's going to I'll, be waiting. Gonna I'll be waiting. I'll be waiting. I'm not heads. sure about this. I'm not sure about how this is all going to work out in yeah, the end, I but gotta, I, you know, Couple of my producers on this call, they're they're probably listening in and they're probably you know expediting <laughs> it to your house right now. Okay? I totally want it. I totally want to make all the drinks and taste all the drinks. Please send her drinks from season one, season two, me, and season three too, please, because drinks. we'll never hear it because she keeps bringing up them. the trauma of not getting those cocktails. I will be responsible and yes. have my water and all of those things too. I promise. Thank you. Well, good. You shall get it. <laughs> Very well. We'll see. So question for you. Um, yes. Danielle brought up something that I thought was really um, phenomenal. Well, I brought it up and then she doubled down on it about that season on Broadway where it was Black Broadway, basically. Yes. That season in particular. You went up and saw a bunch of things, didn't you? I did. Um, I think you saw a lot of that stuff that was on there. But I, I mean, I, it was such a moment. And I think that like, because you're used to going to Broadway, was there, um, do you remember moments like that? before or was that no never and and i'm not even sure i would have noticed right Hmm. noticed that necessarily um someone probably would have had to bring it to my attention um because sometimes i'm not always paying attention to the cast Mm-hmm. I mean, when there's an obvious show like Ain't Too Proud to Big or Motown or that, you know, sort of thing, you you know, or Tina, like, you know, but I guess, you know, I'm not, I'm just focused. I want to see the show. I heard the show is amazing. I heard the actors and actresses are amazing. The performers are amazing. Like, I want to see the show, you know, whether it's black, white or whatever. And so I'm not even sure that I would have picked up on that initially, hmm. that that okay. was just kind of like, you know, <laughs> the black Right. It was the black way at that moment. The great black way, right? (laughs) Now, since the Broadway episode about this podcast, what is, um, name, I just want you to name your top three Broadway shows. I don't have to be in it or have written them, but it's nice if they are. Well, that's good because you're not included. Um, (laughs) Hamilton for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I truly, truly love that. Um, I need to go back a little bit. Don the Wiz. Listen, oh, the, the Wiz. we're talking oh. about The Wiz. That's oh, my yeah. first Broadway show. Oh, really? As, as a, as a, yes, as a Wait, child. did you did you see it with um Stephanie Mills? Stephanie Mills. Oh, yes. Wow. And so I totally remember that, and that was like maybe one of the maybe I'm, I don't know if it was the first or second time I had been in New York, but that was my first Broadway show. Why do you I like li- no? I, I know I only asked you. I asked you for three, and I got to two. But why do you like live performance so much? Um, I like the unpredictability of it. Mm-hmm. I like knowing that anything can happen. Right? Mm-hmm. Anything could go wrong. Anything could go right. Like <laughs> you rehearse and you know rehearse and rehearse and rehearse but it is live right so you know there have been situations where i think some of the set has fallen right or somebody what are they gonna do what are they gonna do do? like it's just kind of like you just don't know and so the anticipation of like 
just actually watching this happen before you and it's not recorded and there's no do-over and there's no take five, take six. It's just, it's exhilarating to me. Hmm. You know, um, the audience energy is exhilarating to me. You know, and that's one reason I think I like Hamilton so much is because, well, and Motown as well. Like, you know, the music and you can get up on your feet and you can dance and, you know, you know the words, all the songs and, you know, you're just totally in it. Um, Donna was actually awesome. Like, you know, I'm gonna give you some props. Donna was great, you know. She's talking about the Donna Summer musical people that I I co-wrote. You know, that's what she's talking about. So you like that one too. It was great. And I was with Ari. Ari was Aww. my, you know, I was with Ari at that show. Um, Ari Ari was our dear friend who unfortunately he passed away this um this year and he still yeah. lives on in so much light. Ari oh, Gold. So Ari Gold, you guys. Light. So much Ari. light. You know, maybe, maybe I'll try to maybe I'll try to end this podcast with uh, one of Ari Gold's songs. I'm sure I can get the yeah. rights to that. Oh my god, such yeah. an amazing human being. But he and I were, you know, at the opening of that and because he you know, loved just, Broadway. Dancing in the aisles, like that is so awesome. Like it's just so spontaneous and you just don't know what's going to happen and what people are going to do and how they're going to react. It's just great. Like, and my son is a snob too. Like anytime I say, oh, we're going to see such and such, he was like, where? Like, and making yeah, sure know, it's not like at the Forest Theater in Philly. <laughs> yes, I'm like, why is he such a, yeah, that's your Yeah, son, he was yes. like, we're not seeing the traveling, you know. <laughs> he wants the... <laughs> He wants the, he wants the, the Broadway experience. Okay, he was like, yeah. we're not going to see the traveling troupe, are we? Like, we're not seeing them. So that's <laughs> always the first question. I'm like, we're going to see such and such. And he was like, okay, where? Here or downtown? And so, <laughs> you know, I say downtown. And he's like, yeah, you can, I'll miss that one. You can count me out of that. So, um, you know, that's he's great. clearly. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was good. It was definitely, it was great. And I'm so happy for them to be able to kind of get back to their livelihood and, 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 and entertain. Again, people need that too, right? We're all ready for that. We're ready for the entertainment. They're doing it cautiously. They're doing it carefully, you know, and, and they're going to need to do that because those theater seats are tight. You know, it's definitely tight in those old theaters, but um, it, it's necessary. And I'm so glad they're back. Great. I can't wait to go back and see a Broadway show with you. I know. I don't know that we've ever seen. Have we ever seen anything together? I don't think we have. Uh I don't think. Okay. Look at that. A new goal. That's something we need to do together. As Broadway has reopened, we need to get out to the theater together. So when you see us out there, friends and family, when you see us, we'll probably be wearing something loud and gaudy because you know, we will Stacey, for sure. Stacy loves glitter and short shorts. <laughs> I do not love glitter. Feathers. I do love short shorts. <laughs> she loves short shorts, and we'll we'll talk about that on a podcast too. We've That's a whole our, different episode. <laughs> we have, we've had our differences about you know who should Those wear short shorts. shorts and who the should Daisy Duke shorts. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they're a little too short. Anyway, that's all I'm saying. Anyway, I'm just <laughs> trying to love and protect my friend. Okay. So that was it for this Broadway episode of Bottomless Bunch of Coleman's. Thank you, Stacy, <sighs> yes. for joining us. Thank again, you for give some love to the Broadway people. Tell them something. Tell them, give, give, give our friends out there who are performing Broadway stages some words. That's what we'll end with. Listen, I am so happy you all are out there and able to go back and just break all the legs and be amazing and good luck, Godspeed, and I can't wait to see you on the Great White Way. All right, the Great White Way that we have painted black. That we have painted black. (laughs) (laughs) Big kisses, you guys. Bye-bye. Love you, (laughs) Stacey.
Thank you for joining us for an extended bottomless brunch. Be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast. I've got some wonderful brunches coming up. I can't wait for you to join me again. Brought to you by Bailey's. Please drink responsibly. Bailey's Irish Cream Liqueur. 17% alcohol by volume. Imported by Paddington Limited. New York, New York. 